Welcome to Uncontained, episode 137. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, I have Hells Yeah. He's a rapper slash producer. He's a Brooklyn native, now in Atlanta, Georgia, and there's also one other fact that I can throw out about Hells Yeah. He was my first Instagram live interview, so if you would have tuned in, I don't know, a little while ago, you may have caught this interview on Instagram live. I'm planning on doing that more and more to help get you guys involved in the show. So if you have some questions that you might want to get answered, you'll be able to submit those via Instagram live and maybe they'll make their way into the show. It was a great conversation with Hells Yeah. I'm looking forward to officially sharing it with you on Uncontained right now. Um, We had uh, some great advice shared, some great stories shared, and uh, also a brand new track for you. Yes, we talk about the album in the show. I may or may not have uh, accidentally called it the wrong name. You'll just have to listen and see. But... But now, this is the debut track off of his upcoming album, Last Night at the Disco, produced by Sed Waynes and also featuring Brad DiBiase. This is Blau. Hey, yo, lesson here, baby. You coming to King? You best not miss. This a lesson you ain't learned yet I got my foot on your neck I'm the illest that you've heard yet They ain't a mic, I ain't burned yet Who's that coming for the crown? Sidestep drama if you wanna see manana Even through pain, my eyes cry nada When I die, I come back to some live lava Got a one-trick ponies, authentic phonies For me, I'm with poetic in the throne meets Multi-faceted, don't try, I master it Star presence, my silhouette resembles an asterisk Never could I be too special or arrogant But I know none can copy my level of passionate up from the bottom, or the bottom, or the bottom, man. I got so cold with the flow, I could become a slalom, man. To be a solution, you gotta become a problem, man. I put my feet on these niggas, they become my ottomans. But for those who still wanna try me, though, I end your breathing like a Roy Jones body blow. This a lesson you ain't learned yet. I got my foot on your neck. I'm the illest that you've heard yet. They ain't a mic, I ain't burned yet. Who's that coming for the crown? Clowns are whacking it, yeah, baby, pun intended. But I'm pretty sure that's not what pun intended. Capital punishment, death by execution. Y'all done did it dirty, I'm hip hop's retribution. They say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but now it's the greatest form of faggotry, you assholes. All with the same trap flows, pants sagging around your boys, might have cracked your ass shows. Homo erotica, y'all out here wearing dresses. I'm dressed in all black, like I'm celebrating Hanukkah. I'm raising a thermometer, every breath's a heat wave. Work out your mouth, make you eat your words Call it cheat day I'm no professor, but I'm a scholar in this line of work One punch, make a sucker realign and smirk To find another half that's good, you can try and search Ever seen a river in the desert? Die of thirst This a lesson you ain't learned yet 
How are you doing today, Hells? Yeah, should I call you Hells or Yeah or Mister Hells? Hells? Yeah, Hells. Just call me Hells. You know, yeah, I've heard, I've had people call me Yeah, and it just doesn't work out too well. So. <laughs> it's like Yeah uh, and Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Nah, Hells. Hells is perfect. Hells is perfect. All right, sounds good. Uh, hells, let's do this. So, welcome to Uncontained, and um, now. What? Let's just get started with the very basics. You want to just uh, fill us okay. in a little bit about yourself, kind of where you come from, and maybe how you jumped, got into the world of hip hop. Got you. Um, well, first, I'm I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn, New York. I now reside in Atlanta, but um, I've only been here for the past year and a half, so I still have the New York influence, um, musically, attitude wise, all those all those things. Uh, I, my first my first introduction to the music industry was I was working with DR Period. If anybody knows who DR Period is, or who doesn't know who DR Period is, he's the he's the producer who brought out MOP. Okay. And um and Smooth the Hustler. So um I got connected with him through his nephew. And really from there, my introduction into being in the studio with all those guys, I just I just kind of never looked back. All right, all right, cool, man. So um now I heard I read online that your name wasn't always Hell's Yeah. Um, no. What what was it, and uh, how did you come from <laughs> come from that name to Hell's Yeah? It's kind of an interesting story. Right. Uh, well, my name used to be Equinox. Okay. Uh, it was act. It was actually given to me by Dr. Period's brother. That name was given to me. Um, I don't remember the reason why he gave me that name. That was going to be um, my next question. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, he, I, I guess because I used to rhyme, I used to rap real scientific. Used to okay. use a lot of big words and stuff. So he was like, "Yo, your name should be Equinox." It's like, okay, I, whatever that means. At least they didn't call cool. you Webster or something like that, like the dictionary. Right, right, you know, right, right, like, right, right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, as the years went on and as I got older and matured and my ROM style changed, you know, so my name changed and I shortened it down to Knox. Um, but people were getting too confused, calling me Max or Fort Knox and those, <laughs> all, all, all those names. So I was on the phone with a, uh, a friend of mine one day and I was just like, eh, I'm going to just call myself Hell's Yeah. Uh, and she was like, mm, that sounds pretty cool. You know, <laughs> 
So, you know, when a female tells you something sounds cool, you got to kind of <laughs> take it into heavy consideration. Yeah, um, yeah. And, norm- and especially if it's one you know and you know that doesn't, like, just bullshit you a little bit, right, too. Right, if it's one that right, you can trust right. and they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's actually cool uh, because they, they won't they won't hesitate to be like, no, that's stupid. Don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and then from there, I just kind of I kind of. Uh, built off the, off of that name because it's not really a name; it's a statement. Yeah, um, and that's and that's exactly what my my music is. I, I believe my music is a statement, whether I'm producing or being an artist. So you know, and then who who can't relate to Hell's Yeah? Who hasn't said a form of Hell's Yeah or Hell Yeah in their life? You know, so exactly. It, just, it has that also double meaning that you know I'm somebody that everybody can relate to. And does it kind of also implies that you know you're gonna have a good time in some way, and yes. like you come to a Hell's Yeah show, it's not gonna be like boring. boring. You're, you're not gonna be like <laughs> sitting like, oh man, uh, I can't wait for somebody else to get on stage. No, you're there right. for the main event. Right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right on, right on, man. So, um. So you got Hell's Yeah, and so, like, do you ever like get mixed up at least in Google searches or whatever? There's actually, or actually was a metal band, rock band called Hell Yeah, yeah. and are yeah. you aware of them? Yep. Um, there's also people who have named their song Hell Yeah or Hell's Yeah, you know, um, but that's why I spelled my name, mainly I spelled my name with a Z, um, H-E-L-L-Z-Y-E-A, and then it's an exclamation mark. Okay. You got to spell my name with the exclamation mark in order to find me. Gotcha. Gotcha. I yes. I was yes. leaving out the exclamation mark earlier, and that's why I asked about the hell yeah uh, with uh, <laughs> Vinnie Paul, yeah. formerly of Pantera, RIP. Uh, but right. uh, yeah, then I just typed hell's yeah rapper. Then I was like, hell yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it came up. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. I had I had to do a little research before this. I can't come in, you know, and uh, right, not right. not know what I'm talking about at all. But uh, now now we got how you got your name. All right. So now, from what I've heard, uh, what I've listened to, it seems like you are going a different direction than say like the what I call bling bling rap. Where it's uh, right. rapping about you know your Bentleys, your Rolexes, and shit I don't got. Um, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it seems like you're going a little different direction, making it more serious. But you know, still with some clever wordplay and uh, kind of a solid delivery as well. Like, is that yes. a conscious decision that you went uh, aren't doing the look at my Bentleys and my Rolexes and stuff like that? I mean, very much so. You know, being being raised in in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I, I have to be specific to Brooklyn. I don't just say New York. I have to be specific to Brooklyn. Okay. Um, it's it's it's, it's very important to be exactly who you are, or you'll find yourself in situations that doesn't really benefit you. <laughs> for that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's very. So I, I I take that mentality along into my music. You know, I can't rap about. Bentleys and jewels and stuff like that. If I don't possess those items, you know, because people will be like, "Okay, where's it at?" You know, my yeah. my my OGs, my OGs always 
you know, whatever they talked about, they actually did. You know, um, of course, you know, some people would exaggerate or fabricate, you know, in, 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 in entertainment, you also have to do that. You do have to, to exaggerate things every once in a while, as long as they're still in the realm of entertainment and not just blatantly lying. Um, I feel like me rapping about Bentleys and jewels and things of that nature, I just, that's just be blatantly lying. Now I can say I can, I, I desire those things. You know what I mean? That would be more of a realistic thing for me. So gotcha. it's important for me to be true to who I am as a person, as well as my, my lifestyle. Gotcha, man. That makes complete sense, you know? And I think... You know, I used to really like rap back in the day uh, before it did go to like the bling bling type music as I, you know, once again, that's my name for it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I really liked uh, groups like Bone Thugs and Harmony, Outkast, uh, right, you know, right. even like Dre and Snoop and Tupac and mm-hmm. Biggie and all those names that get thrown around a lot. But, you know, I, I kind of like lost interest when it just became you know more superficial like and part of the reason like i liked rap and metal and slash rock back in the day a lot more and part of the reason for that is because and i still do like like some of them but you know part of the reason for that is because you can correct me if you think i'm wrong here but rap and rock and slash metal are two of the mm-hmm. rawest forms of expression. Two of the most yes. can be the most brutal yes. forms of exp- expression, and both come from some form of like suffering or lack of voice in other way. You know? Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. So I think that's what drew me to both of them as a kid. Even though I grew up in a rural town, and mm-hmm. uh, you know had no other relation that I could necessarily relate to like hip hop through other than like movies and, you know, feeling that type of outcast feel like lack of voice. So, you know, but, and it's also how I escaped being a redneck. So there, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's honesty for you. (laughs) No, no belt buckles, the size of my forehead, no Wrangler jeans for me. You know, I'm, I'm, (laughs) so now that you know how I kind of got exposed to like hip hop and everything like that, like what was your, what was your exposure? How did you get, uh, how did you get involved? My first, my first ever hip hop record hearing was Sucker MCs by Run DMC. Okay. Um, my cousin had one of those little Fisher Price record players, and he was my older cousin. He went out and got the record Sucker MCs. He played it, and it gave me a feeling like, wow, like this is. I feel like this is who I am. Okay. You know, and. and when run the way run made me feel is how i always wanted to make other people feel you know that 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 sense of that sense of freedom of being exactly who you want to be yes you definitely know? that's how i felt run was he was you know he he was he he was he was extra loud on the record he was he was vulgar he didn't care what he said you know <laughs> but he was just he was just being exactly who he was, you know, and I feel that's what hip hop is, is, you know, a person expressing exactly who they are. 
and being honest and comfortable with being who they are. There you go. That's that's you know, that's what it is. That's what I think art should be or like, you know, um, like I think for the most part, it should be honest. Yes, there's room for exaggeration, interpretation, like in like stand up right, and movies right. and stuff like that. Obviously, the yes. real story isn't always as entertaining, but, right. you know, so you got to right. embellish it a little bit either to make it better or protect some people in the story, you know, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like that to me. It's kind of like um, music should and and art should reflect something like it, it goes to is it reflecting life or life reflecting art type thing. But right. uh, it should. Of course, you're going to have your bubblegum art, but I, the art that I like anyway, typically says something. Yes, yes, yes. And I believe, you know, I believe every every form of art has, like you said, it's bubblegum part and then it has the substance part, you know, but does that take away from it being art? You know, whether it's bubblegum or, or something of substance, because that bubblegum art obviously means something to somebody, you know, yeah. um, and it's somebody's expression of something <laughs> you know what i mean it may, not, it may not it may not be themselves but it's an expression of something you know so you know i take everything for what it is you know um if i don't like something i just don't partake in it um and if i don't like something i also speak on the fact that i don't like it and you know i make it very very clear that i don't like it very cool man and you know it's um ah oh, geez i just kind of forgot where i was going with this um uh, it'll come back to me. I, I'll, sure. I'll I'll bring it back if it pops up. It pops up. If it didn't, it wasn't that important to say anyway. Gotcha. Oh, actually, it came back quicker than I thought it was gonna. Um, awesome. I know, right? I know, I know. It's working. It, it, if I didn't have this headset on, you know, you might see like fire coming out of my ears or something yeah. like that. But, um, <laughs> but I actually just interviewed an artist from New Orleans. It's this last episode that I just released on Tuesday. His, okay. And we were talking about, you know different forms of art that he does he does some art to pay the bills like he does some okay. illustrations for like some children's books including like olivia a nickelodeon series uh nice. of a little pig and then pinkalicious or something which is a pbs like series i haven't okay. necessarily watched either of them but you know i'm not their demographic um right <laughs> but uh <laughs> But then he also does some really cool uh, New Orleans style, like voodoo influenced and Mardi Gras influenced art. He has these like giant okay. heads made out of like it's like cardboard mache and, you know, like paper mache, but it's like cardboard and you can actually wear them as a giant mask. So it's, oh, wow. cool. it's he has some that are like kind of cowboy or Cajun esque because he's like, that's what cowboys are down there. And then uh, some okay. gargoyles and stuff like that and that's i think that's along the lines of kind of what he likes to do then he does some stuff uh for he does some stuff for himself and then pay the bills with the other stuff so yeah, let, yeah, let's get exactly. back let's get back to talking about you enough about no, past guests we'll so um <laughs> <laughs> but I, I brought that up just to make a point and uh if you if you have any want to hear more on that the episode's out now check it out but uh so what like where can people find your music? What what do you have going on right now? Why uh, you're you have an album out called Essence, correct? The Essence, yes. That's with um DJ. I did a, a collab album with DJ Mousetrap. 
Um, what I like to do when I'm working on albums is really just work with one producer. Okay. Um, so this was actually my second album, the first album I did myself. Um, but this album, the second album, The Essence, was by a DJ, was produced by DJ Mousetrap. Um, it's available on all streaming platforms, you know, Spotify, Tidal, all that other good stuff. Um, but it was an album that was a was a statement album for me, as well as for you know what I felt music from my from my era and my regional location um, should be. You know, because being in New York, we took a lot of the down south rap, down south hip hop. Yeah. And, you know, and just kind of made it, made it, just copycatted pretty much. So I was very determined, you know, to really do music that reflected not only my, 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 my taste of hip hop, but yeah. reflected where, where I was from and what, I thought it should be coming from where I was from. Okay. Um, so you said it was you know, a statement record. Like what was there a specific statement you were trying to make? What's that? And what was that statement? Just the, the, the specific, specific statement is that good music can still be made. Okay. Um, our, our brand of hip hop can still be made. We don't have to copy another region in order to make good music, you know? And I felt that was the, that was the air in New York that we had to do trap in order to be successful in, in doing music. You know what I mean? So that was the statement I was making. Like, listen, I'm not going to do not one trap record on this album. It's all going to be boom bap samples. And I'm going to be talking about stuff. <laughs> so, you know, um, it, 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 it meant, it meant a lot to me, a lot to me to make that type of album, you know, to let folks know that, you know, listen, we can still we can still do this. Awesome, man. Awesome. So uh, you mentioned that in New York, people were starting to sample like the trap style or kind of go after the trap style of down south. Uh, since yes. you moved down south, have you felt your style change at all? Or are you staying staying with uh, staying Very with your question. old roots? <laughs> Very good question. I'm, I'm always going to stay with my old roots. Um, the boom bap, the hip hop sound, the classic hip hop sound is always going to be there. But also being an artist, being a producer, you know, I've had other well-respected artists, you know, come to me and say, listen, it doesn't matter what the beat is. You always do you. Okay. You know, so, you know, whether it's a trap beat, whether it's a West Coast beat, because like West Coast has a sound too. What I'm gonna not do West Coast beats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't it does it doesn't make sense to to box myself in, especially especially when I'm extremely capable of doing whatever sound I choose to do. Yeah. You know, so you know, for me to for me to show that off, I have to do those type of records. I have to do those type of trap records, but still being myself. Got you, got you. So, um, yeah, so you bring yourself to that beat. You bring yourself, exactly. you throw yourself into that style of music, which completely makes sense on that. You got to bring your right. own style, you know. So now you have, as I said, you have the essence out right now. I know uh, at least of when I read it, 
you were working up doing last night at the disco and the essence too. Is that still correct? <laughs> last night at the dojo. <laughs> dojo. I'm sorry. I actually have dojo type. I'm just like a little dyslexic sometimes. And you know, last night at the, disco, night at the disco, that could pretty cool though. You know, you have, you have, you have the essence and essence too. That could be the sequel yeah. to last night at the dojo last night at the disco. It ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> and have you posted like dress kind of like old dirty bastard or something like I with know, the right? bell bottoms yeah. or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, last night at the dojo um, is another collaborative record album that I'm doing with one of my producers named Said Wines, um, and then the Essence Two will be after that. Okay. All right. Sounds good, yeah. man. So is it? Is it kind of a concept then? Like, is it like a story being told through Essence last night at the dojo and uh, then the Essence <laughs> 2? Or are they um, standalone albums? They're really standalone, standalone projects. Um, it's, it all, they just reflect my thought processes at, the, at those times. Okay. You know, um, you're going to hear on the, on the last night at the dojo, you know, really is a combination of the minds of myself and the producer because I'm only working with one producer. So, you know, it's there is their sound sonically than my sound verbally and concept wise. So with last night at the dojo, the, the, the total album has a concept where it's like I'm at the point where I'm not preaching anymore. I'm not teaching anymore. Now I'm going to show you. OK, um, you know, it's not. And that's where now you're going to hear me doing the different sounds. You're going to hear a little bit of a trap sound. You're going to hear a little R&B sound. You're going to hear different influences on Last Night at the Dojo and how I adapt to those different influences. So it's more of a verbal martial arts type of thing. Okay, very cool. So are you just curious, the whole martial arts thing, of course, makes me think of Wu-Tang Clan and everything right. like that. Are you, are, are you into the martial art movies like uh, uh, Wu-Tang? I, I mean, I'm, of course, I, I grew I grew up on those, but it's it, it's really when I when I say a verbal martial arts, it's not really using martial arts per se. It's just the fact that how martial arts has different styles. Yeah, and certain martial artists have different styles. I'm just the verbal artist with different styles. Okay, very cool. Okay, I got I got right. the connection. Okay, instead yeah, of like yeah, jujitsu, yeah. you have your your style. Then there's like I don't know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and like right, Kempo karate right. and Kung Fu and all that stuff. And you got, exactly. you got the verbal version of that with, uh, exactly the kicks and the punches and all that good crap. All right. right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You got it. You got right. it. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Hells. I'm picking up what you're laying down. So now I know you're an MC, but you're a producer as well. Do you, do you typically only wear one hat at a time? Or do you kind of, because it seems like when you're, when you're an MC, you have a producer. Uh, do you just mm -hmm. produce or do you do, do you do both at the same time? Um, I think I'm just doing everything at one time because even when I'm in MC mode, I'm still producing a record. You know what I mean? So whether I'm making the beat or writing the lyrics, I'm still producing. You know, it's still a part of the production process of a record. 
um just because i'm not the beat maker of the record doesn't mean i'm not producing the record okay you know so um i look at it that way and that helps me to ease my thinking in a sense where i'm not i'm not crossed in between two worlds um i just look at both of them as i just look at it all as an extension of my one creativity is just expanding to these different areas okay all right man yeah another question along the lines of wearing the two hats and then and uh-huh. then uh we'll see where that takes us but uh okay <laughs> uh, so having been an mc having been rapping and everything does that change like the way you approach producing opposed to say a way somebody who hasn't gone the mc route who produces may approach it it, it definitely it definitely you know um because as an MC, there's certain things that I listen for in beats when I get them from other producers. So I kind of know what artists are looking for. Yeah. Um, in the sense of when I'm producing a beat. So I put those elements that I know artists are looking for into the beats. Um, so I guess that would give me a different perspective of how to approach a beat in that aspect where a producer who isn't necessarily a rapper or a songwriter you know, they might they might clutter the beat a little bit more than me because I'm leaving space for a voice. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes people overproduce records, not realizing that, hey, you got to leave space for the artist, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I approach production in that manner. And then a lot of times I think about who I'm producing for or who I want to get 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 production to and I'll tailor beats in the direction of those particular artists. Okay, and do, I, I assume that it helps you relate to uh, the artist as well a little bit more oh, too, certainly. because you can certainly. they and be able to understand what they're trying to tell you. Some because somebody who's just technical minded might not have the you know the MC mind and right. vice, vice versa. <laughs> and you can you're you're almost right. like bilingual. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Fair enough. A translator. That's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. You're, you're not you're like a couple albums out. You can be like the translator or something like that. Right. You know, at the time. <laughs> last night of the dojo the essence to the translator you know i'm sorry i'm planning out your career for you but hey, you know <laughs> hey, hey, listen hey, listen you never know what ideas might spark yeah 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 you never know what comes up so uh, we've talked about your production company but uh what it what's what's the name of your production company might as well give it a shout out here so people uh can find out about oh, that. well the the, the 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 record label is um one dynasty entertainment and then the production team that I have with um, One Dynasty is called The Rebellion. Okay. All right. Very cool. And uh, so about how long would you say that you have been involved in the music industry? My whole adult life. Your whole adult life. All right. So then yes. you probably <laughs> have some good advice to pass on. So what, <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody who is uh, looking to either, you know, get their foot in the door or maybe take a couple steps inside the door to get started, you know, kind of help maybe find their voice, find uh, find a way to actually take this from being a hobby to uh, being a career. Right. Well, I mean, first you got to believe in what you're doing. You know, that is first and foremost, because this industry is not for the faint hearted at all. This industry is not for weak minded people. 
you know so you definitely have to believe in yourself okay first and foremost you know and then of course you 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 need other people to be successful in this in this industry so building a team definitely helps um and doing your research on people you come across there's so many times artists have paid money to people who can't do anything for them yeah you know so it's it's very important because you know wherever there's money there's snakes there's scammers there's con artists wherever there's a lot of money you know so you have to be you have to be diligent and do your due diligence to do the research on these folks and make sure they are who they say they are and that they can do what they say they can do okay yeah that is really good advice right there now um say say that uh, somebody's you know just recorded like a demo or whatnot and they want to get mm-hmm. it heard like not saying everybody floods you with demo tapes or whatnot, but what would right. be your advice to somebody who's looking to get their music in front of a producer, in front of somebody who actually knows who's who's not a snake salesman or snake I oil salesman? Say, I would say just as simple as trying to reach out. We're we're in the, we're in an age where everybody's accessible. Unless you're Jay-Z and Beyonce or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Of course, we yeah. can't get directly to those people. But you'd be surprised what a direct message on Instagram can do for you. Definitely, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you'd be the, and I am a true living testament of that where I've contacted certain people and they have responded to me. You know, just be ready for when folks respond to you. You know, a lot of artists, a lot of artists prematurely reach out to folks and they're not necessarily ready to do business with those folks. So now you done ruined, you done blew an opportunity by, you know, acting on something prematurely. So I would say make sure you're ready for when that person responds, but don't be afraid to reach out. Also, don't be afraid to reach out to folks. You know, I don't care how important a person is. You know, we live in the days where everybody's on social media. So, you don't know if Timberland is laying in his laying in his bed, scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, <laughs> and he comes across your message. You just don't, you know. That's these people do the same thing we do, you know. So it doesn't hurt to just reach out and be persistent. Yeah. Okay. Persistent. Now, is there a fine line between persistent and? Uh, you know, going overboard and like bombarding people. Does it matter if you get the? Does it matter if it, if you get the goal accomplished? That's true, but what I'm saying, like, <laughs> okay, what I, what I'm saying is being persistent and being annoying, like, because if you're yeah, annoying I mean, the hell out of the person, they're like, okay, well, this guy sent me things three days, like, you, you know what? Th- Thirty days. My thing is, if that's if that's a person who's going to get annoyed by a person who's you know, trying to pursue their dream, then that's a person you don't want to do business with anyway. You know, that person wasn't going to give you their business anyway. So it doesn't hurt to freaking reach out. I reach out to people 10 times sometimes. I don't, I really don't care how they feel, (laughs) whether I'm annoying them or not. You know, obviously I'm reaching out to you for a purpose, you know, and listen, you're either going to block me or you're going to answer me. And if you block me, then I move on to the next person. You know what I mean? Like I, if you believe in yourself, it doesn't, you know, people get this whole self, um, I don't know what you call it, but the self-esteem or 
this this pride thing where they feel like, oh, I don't want to bother a person or whatever, whatever. Like sometimes you gotta bother a person. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's a self-pride thing. It's almost like they don't want to be an inconvenience to anybody because they're like thinking – I think part of it's a self-confidence thing because it's like they don't want to reach out yeah. not because they're too proud – uh, but because they're like, well, I'd be bothering him. He's busy. He's got so many things he has doing. And he's not going to see my response, my post anyway. Uh, so why, why should I do it? You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going right. to keep on going on doing the same thing that I'm doing. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm and, you'll, you'll never, <laughs> and, you'll, and, you'll, and you'll never get far being that way. It's like me, myself, if I know for a fact that I can make somebody money or I, that I can make money with somebody, Listen, I'm going to reach out to that person as many times as I need to reach out to him. You know, yes, people get busy, and especially in the social media world, things get lost in the, in the, in the, in the pile. You know, so sometimes you got to reach out to a person more than once just to make sure your name keeps going up to the top of the pile of their message list. You know, <laughs> definitely. but you can't you can't give up if you know. That's why I said belief. Believing in yourself is so important because. If you don't believe in yourself, you'll quit easy. Yeah, because definitely. of the lack of response in this industry, you know what I mean. So, believing in yourself, keep reaching out to a person. You know, if you feel like that person is the person that you need to be in contact with, then keep going. I got one guy. This one guy from Spain. Yeah, he sends me beats like every month. I got like a hundred of his beats. That he, sends, <laughs> he sends me beats. I haven't listened to one beat yet. I feel bad for it, but I just haven't had the time to really <laughs> go through his catalog. But he's persistent, and he hasn't gotten mad. But but look, but look what I'm doing with him right now. I'm talking about it. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it, the persistence and annoying, yes, is a fine line, but... Who cares if you get the if you get the goal accomplished? You know what I mean. That's what I. That's how I feel about it. Exactly, and you know I've had it work both ways for me here too. You know, like either people being persistent or me being persistent. Because I've right. had some people contact me to be on the show and talked about start talking about it, and then you know life happens, and then like a month later, a couple weeks later, get back in touch with them, or vice versa. Like if I like I'm messaging somebody, I. I, like, don't hear back for them. Send send a message again. Just kind of get back yeah. in on the radar. And a lot of times it's like, oh man, I just forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, let, yes, let's go exactly. ahead and get this thing going. So right. you know, it's life gets in the way a lot, and you just have to remind people what's going on outside their life. <laughs> Certainly, exactly, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right, man. That that's great advice. I'm glad. I'm glad we went a little deeper into that question. And get some. <laughs> get some. Get some more out of it. I think people can actually use that because that that's one of the goals of this podcast here. Like one, mm -hmm. like for people like you to get their workout and people to hear about it and promote it, stuff like that. And then right. on top of that, for people who are at home, maybe like working that nine to five job that they hate and wanting to do something else with their life, really yes. have a passion for like hip hop comedy, other like acting or whatever to hear like some advice from people doing it. 
you know, to right, be like, right, right. well, all right, yeah, that makes sense. I can do that. I'll get my ass off this couch and do something. And, <laughs> you know, and then it's also works perfect for me for networking. You know, it's great. Right, I get to talk course. to so many people, trick them with an interview and just yes. pick their mind for information. Yes. <laughs> That's how it works. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, we kind of got into this at least on a like personal level, but how are you promoting yourself right now? I know like promote yourself to the industry with keeping on messaging and being persistent, but what mm-hmm. else are you doing to promote yourself? Anything specific? I mean, a lot of social media, man, like, you know, social media runs the world. So we have to be involved in it. And, you know, I think that the, the social media platform is something that artists probably 20 years ago wish they had. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you know how much money they could have saved <laughs> in, 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 in promotion money if they had free platforms. We got to remember that these platforms are free to use. Yeah. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or whatever. Of course, they have algorithms set up where if you're trying to promote your product, you know, you have to pay for certain ads. But it's still pennies compared to what people pay for TV ads or radio ads and things of that nature. Very you know, true. And people are spending a lot more time on social media than they are watching actual TV. You know, so using social media right now is your power especially the fact that these platforms are free, you know, so I do a lot of social media promo and I communicate, I interact with, with fans, you know what I mean? Or supporters, even when somebody reposts my video or something like that. And I see the comments, I go engage with those people on their comments. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the work. That's the work you have to put in as an independent artist and say, Hey, listen, I got to engage people because we live in a world, especially where still people don't engage with their fans. I'm going to engage, especially if you like my stuff, I'm going to engage with you. I'm going to let you know that I noticed that you like me and I'm going to thank you for your time because you could have given your attention to anybody else for that one minute. That That is great too. Like, um, you know, it's a lot of people like who get even a little success sometimes think like, oh yeah, I got fans. I don't, don't really value that and don't talk to him think like oh yeah it'll be cool i'll be cool and not respond or nah, something along that line. that's like stupid <laughs> like listening to gary v do you listen to gary v at all gary vanderchuk uh, certainly certainly all, the all time. right and that what, what yeah. you were saying reminded me of something he was saying like with the replying to comments he's like don't ever let them be the last one to respond like you respond right, last right. and like yes, don't leave yes. them hanging you know make right. them feel satisfied that they talked to you uh paraphrasing yes. of course he was probably a little harsher yeah, yeah, as he yeah. said it but <laughs> right and, uh, and of course it, and of course it, of course it gets to a point where it's almost impossible to respond to everybody because yeah. you have thousands you know it gets to a point where you have thousands of people commenting on your post and stuff like that but even still if you can if you engage with a couple of people and other people see you engage they'll still be like oh he does engage you know what i mean so it's not it's not a lose situation if you engage yeah. with a few people who you can you know exactly exactly be present be present and uh, yes. thank, and as you said thank people for their time and that that's huge so you said you've been doing music your entire adult life. All right. Mm-hmm. And I know 
I know it'd be tough to narrow it down to just one or like the highlight of your life. So I'm not going to ask right. for that. Uh, what What is a highlight or two that you'd care to share with the uncontained audience? Well, one is um, I was working with Jay-Z's cousin um, a few years back. I must have been in my late teens or something like that. And, um, you know, Jay-Z was still at the height of his career, um, still the man. And I got a chance to play a, play a song for him. And he said I was clever. Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Coming from a, a, a well-respected MC like himself to say that, you know, little old me was clever. You know, <laughs> but, he also, but he also gave me a great piece of advice. You know, he said that, who am I speaking for? You know, I was, I was, I was dope. You know what I mean? Clever, lyrical, all that stuff. But I wasn't speaking for anybody, okay. you know? Um, so that bit of advice kind of, it didn't kick in until years later, but it, that was the seed that planted who I am now. You know what I mean? Being able to speak for a certain demographic. Um, so that is definitely one highlight of, of my music career, you know, and then the other one has come as of recent with getting the cosign from keep from Pete rock. Um, and him, him being the legendary producer that he is, you know, I just did, I just did a series of Pete, Pete collection where I did 10 days, um, with 10 verses over 10 Pete rock beats with 10 videos. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did that for 10 days straight and, um, you know, the people loved it. People really loved it. So, and you got some reposts out of that too by him, correct? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. That's, yes. That yes. that's right you know. there saying something. Like you know, it's one thing for fans to spread your work, which is great. That's awesome. But when right. you're doing a different take of an artist's work that they put their blood, sweat, and tears into, and mm-hmm. they're like. Oh, dude, that's solid. I'm going to share this. And right, I, I like right. this. I endorse this. And uh, exactly. <laughs> that says a lot, man. It says a lot. Yeah. Good. I got a quite a, I got a quite a few more, you know, supporters from his repost, you know, um, I'm sure. you know, and they kind of went back and checked and checked the other stuff I did. It was like, Hey, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've been here all this time. You know, I've just so, been waiting um, for you to find me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. But you know, now now it's time to put the foot on the pedal with with that recent, you know, um highlight as we as we just as you just stated, you know, um that is definitely a highlight. So, you know, it's definitely time to put the gas the, the foot on the gas pedal. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And that, that was, I wasn't even trying to say your name right there. I kind of caught myself as I was saying yeah. it, but hell's yeah. Hell yeah. You can't help it. You can't help <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's contagious, man. So it's, that's impressive, man. When that's gotta be a good feeling when somebody who you look up to and respect shares your stuff. So yeah, man. And yeah. you get yeah. that validation right there. So I got a couple more questions for you here. And um, one of them, it kind of goes off of what uh, the piece of advice Jay-Z gave to you. Like, who are you speaking for? What's your message type thing? Mm -hmm. It's what do you want people to take away? Or is there a feeling that you want your listeners to take away and remember about uh, your music and your performance? 
now um, that you have that voice? That I'm a strong male, black male presence. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, in a, in, we live in a time where manhood has taken a backseat. Um, it's like, it's cool for men to be, I don't know, I don't want to say soft because soft is a, it's just not, it's not a nice thing to say about men, but <laughs> just the, just the, just the, just the macho part, macho man, the macho side of, of, of men, you know, that has been neglected for whatever reason, you know, but it's still something that, that the world needs. The world needs strong men, strong man presence. You know, we need manhood here. And I want people to to get that from me as well as like, oh, that's a real man there. You know, um, definitely. Oh, it's cool. It's cool to be manly again. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like that's what I really want people to get from my music. And also the fact that it's OK to be yourself, man. Like, you know, I, I'm not no big time, never been no big time drug dealer or street dude or none of that. You know what I mean? I just been always been the dude who was cool with everybody. I had fun, but don't don't mess with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, don't play with my family. Don't play with my money. Don't play with my time. You know, and that's what I represent. You know, is a, a serious strong male presence. Okay, so um how do you like go about making sure that comes through like is there a way you approach your music that makes like that helps you get that uh feeling across not just being honest you know when you when you speak from your heart and 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 be honest about where you're speaking from it flows naturally i don't you know of course there's witty ways or more clever ways that i want to express certain things because that's just being a, a mc and being lyrical you know, so you want to use different metaphors yeah. and similes and analogies and stuff like that. But, you know, it's still about being honest, man. Like it's, it's you can't you can't beat being an honest and genuine individual. Very true, man. Very true. Like as, as I was thinking, though, as like how you could get that across in a picture. You know, like that, that thing. I was like, man, like this was all running through my head. I apologize how my mind works, but I could just picture some dude trying to get that message across with a big old giant turkey leg in one hand, like wearing a white beater, uh, you know, the white, white beater shirts. And uh, I don't know, maybe even the beer belly sticking out or something like that. that that's like the visual in my head. Not, right. <laughs> but, you know, what, what you were saying goes along great. Uh, with uh, this book, you know who Adam Carolla is, right? From the Man Show, uh, Love Line with Doctor yeah. Drew, stand-up comedian. He has a podcast, uh, one of the biggest podcasts actually, an Adam Carolla show. Uh, he also okay. has a book out that uh, he has a couple of them. ones like not Taco Bell material because when he was young, uh, Taco Bell wouldn't hire him saying saying some shit. The other one, the other one that fits <laughs> this is "In Fifty Years We'll All Be Chicks" is the title of it. So oh my it's like, no. it's like going, it's going talking about the demasculinization of America right now. And there's a lot of things that make sense in that. So if you want a funny, good read, go ahead and check that out. 
And okay. uh, I do have one final question for you. But before I get to that question, where can people find you online? What's your social medias, your websites? What's your corner of the Internet? Um, I'm mainly I'm on Instagram a lot. Um, it's at Hells, yeah, underscore O-D-E. That's H-E-L-L-Z. Y-E-A underscore O-D-E. Everything is Hells Yeah, H-E-L-L-Z-Y-E-A. You know, um, you can put the search in any one of those and I'm going to come up. And I should be the only one to come up on the social media. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm starting another forward. account tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but definitely all those, um, everything is Hells Yeah across the board. And my website is online. Okay, hells yeah dot online. Yep. There's yep. so many dots now, man. There used to be just dot com and dot net. I know, now I it's know, like I know. dot all sorts of shit. <laughs> and people people got on me because I I mean years ago I lost hells dot com. I mean of course eventually I want to buy it back. Um, yeah. But I think the person wanted like two thousand dollars for it. I was just like, oh, the heck with that. I'm just gonna go and um, get another. And I, I thought Hell's Yeah dot online sounded cool. So right on. Yeah, it does. Know. It does. And you know, like I almost got um, like uncontained dot com. I had to go with uncontainedpod dot com. But like between me, uh, between okay. me looking it up at work and then coming home and uh, you know trying to buy it after I got my credit card uh, from home. Yeah. And it was it was purchased those damn bots. Um, yep, but, exactly. You know, exactly. I learned a lesson from that. So, and I'll pass that on. Like, if you are mm. searching a website on any of the search engines, like GoDaddy or whatever other ones there are out there, make sure you're ready to buy if what you want is available right there. Yes. Don't don't yes. wait. Don't wait, or else right, you'll be right. stuck with. Uh, and they make it cheap enough so you can buy it right then and there. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, it's there's really no excuse to not buy it as soon as you see it available. All right, hells yeah. I got that uh, one final question for you. It's a title question of the show. Uh, hells yeah, how do you live uncontained? Basically, it goes back to me believing in myself. You know, I believe in myself 150, 100, 200%. You know, so no matter what happens... What, no matter what happens or what anybody says about me or my talent or, you know, how bad the industry is and all that <laughs> stuff, I believe in myself too much to let any of that affect me. You know, yeah. um, it keeps me. And then when I get when I get comments from folks saying, oh, you inspire me or I get friends who call me and be like, hey, you inspired me to pick up the pen again. You know, it's like. I'm kind of fulfilling a purpose here. <laughs> you That's know? awesome. So I can't, I can't stop. I can't let all the years of hard work that I put in to go away because somebody has something bad to say about me or my music or, you know, or because I, you know, one album didn't do good. So what? Make another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, every failure is a lesson. So, I'd rather, I'd rather take the lessons and, and keep it moving and, and once again, keep believing in myself. That belief, you can't underestimate the power of belief in yourself. That's powerful right there, man. That's powerful. I, that, 
That's some good advice right there, man. You gotta you gotta have yeah. the faith in yourself before anybody else will, pretty much. Yes. You know? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. You can't and you can't let people telling you you can't do it stop you from you know, that's what yeah. I'm taking away from what you're saying. Right. And I'm always, I'm always, I know we talked about Gary Vaynerchuk, but I also listen to Eric Thomas, you know. I so don't know him, actually. I, Eric Thomas is, is pretty good, you know, um, but he always talks about beast mode and always being in beast mode. That's, that's me. I'm always in beast mode, you know, um, whether it's in the studio, whether it's performing, whether it's networking, I'm always in beast mode, you know looking for my next meal, looking for that next idea, looking for that next record, looking for that next beat. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that that's me being uncontained, honestly. It's just like always being in beast mode. Definitely some good advice. It always has to feel good when you inspire somebody to pick back up the paper and the pen and write something again, along with, you know, being you know, just going after it no matter what happens. Um Right. Trying to avoid the whole 50, in 50 years will all be chick syndrome. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and uh, being the one to pop my Instagram live cherry. So thank you to everybody who actually watched this on Instagram live. It was a little bit of a rough start, but we got it going and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do that again. Um, it's kind of, kind of fun give a little preview of what the interview is going to be and then put it out, um, put it out when it's scheduled to come out. So um, we'll right. see how, how that all works out. But uh, I have one final thing for you to do uh, before, sure. before, before you can get on out of here and uh, go work in your studio, because I, I I know people have been asking you questions. Um, <laughs> all right, the final thing to do, hell's yeah, is uh, sign off the show today. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show today, hell's? Certainly, certainly, certainly. And I want to say first and foremost, don't let anybody tell you to give up on your dream. Don't let anybody tell you you're too old to pursue your dream. Never give up on your dream. And that is how you will live life uncontained. I am Hell's Yeah, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Hell's Yeah for joining me and uh, sharing his story with me. And uh, for you guys listening now, if you want to get an early peek at the show, make sure you add Uncontained Pod on Instagram and uh, check out the shows on Instagram Live. You may even be able to get a question in to ask uh, the guests that day. So keep submitting your questions. Keep checking me out. Keep sharing the show. I appreciate every last one of you. And thank you for listening. And until next time, live uncontained.